Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back. This week on the podcast, we discuss strange trends in Christmas candy to kick off our official December. So I bought candy canes where the center of them are filled with Smarties. Hmm. Or no, Pixie Sticks. Hmm. I saw candy canes that were Oreo flavored, and I was like... No. No, that's weird. <laughs> I don't mind Christmas-themed Oreos, but candy canes that are Oreos, I'm going to have to vote no on that. And Tony, you're making a face. So I, I don't, like, well, I don't like Oreos, so I don't think I would like Christmas candy cane Oreos. Mm. We're currently snacking on red and green gummy bears. Only red and green because it's a Christmas pack. And yeah. who are we? I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. My face itches. We take turns selecting for our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. And Elaine's face issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ishes? Ishes. I've been eating gummy bears all day. Itches and ishes. <laughs> he said to me. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is John's Crick. Crick? Crick? I know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. See, isn't it fun when someone catches you and you fucked up a little bit? All right, so I picked So not- I was visiting John's Crick, and then I got the ish. <laughs> that checks out. 1986's Cobra. Why? Because welcome to December. And December is the month for the holiday of Christmas. Also, Festivus, Hanukkah, and, and Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah. And but- candle nights. Yeah, yeah that's true. And candle <laughs> nights. And Saturnalia, and. Lots of stuff happens in December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I wanted a holiday movie, and I thought this was a good holiday movie. It's a little out of the box for holiday flicks. What's in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow's head. So, what you're asking yourself, what the hell is Cobra? I've never even heard of that. Were you born in 86? I was born in 84. <laughs> you were two. I guarantee your parents weren't like, know what Carly needs to see? Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. I, know. I bet your dad saw it, though. I, I wonder if your mom has seen Cobra. Probably not. My dad probably saw it on the ship. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, so this is a tough-on-crime street cop must protect the only surviving witness to a strange, murderous cult with far-reaching plans. Are they far-reaching? Are they, though? Are they plans? <laughs> Are they a cult? Maybe. Just, just kill. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I have thoughts. All right, so this was written by the screenplay was written by Sylvester Stallone, based off of a book called Fair Game. Now, fun fact, they made a movie called Fair Game based off of this book later on in life, which starred Stephen Baldwin? Stephen and Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. So imagine the same movie, but well. <laughs> Brigitte Nielsen is now replaced by Cindy Crawford, and Stallone is replaced by one of the Baldwins. Yeah. And they were more faithful to the book. Yeah. So it's probably a better movie? Dog trash. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It's it's something. Um, so this is written the not the so the novel was written by I didn't write it down, and <laughs> Stallone wrote the screenplay. This was directed by George Cosmatos. Kas, sorry, George. Uh, and he's known for Rambo Two, Tombstone, and Shadow Conspiracy. But what? fun fact, and the trivia said that Stallone really directed this, mm. and George was just kind of there. Which Kurt Russell pretty much directed Tombstone too. So this guy might be a bit of a Pushover. Wet blanket? He seems like it, because I'm willing to bet that the same thing with Rambo 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's starring 
Welcome back to the podcast, Sylvester Stallone. And of course, we all know that he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was going to say Rocky, but oh. that too. <laughs> really? You think you think Stallone? You're like Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy too? He was in there for four minutes <laughs> and got paid a shitload of money. You'll never hear the horns of a gourd. And he's like, I, I have no idea think of what he said. He's like, I had no idea what I was saying. They just said to say this. We don't deal with children. Whatever he said. Mm. Um, Brigitte Nielsen, which was also from Rocky. Welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Red from Red Sonja, yes. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, she was in Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. Creed II. Uh, Beverly oh, yeah. Hills Cop two. Yeah. And a lot of weird shit with Flavor Flav. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that the most. Yeah. The, the better. And rounding out our... Because I'm not like Elaine. I don't want to go deep. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go... I got some people. With Brian Thompson, who is the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. And he's known for Joe Dirt, which he was a creepier character in Joe Dirt than he was in this. Me and my friends, we call him Face Man. Face Man. He has this weird wide face, mm-hmm. and we always see him in shit. He was and in the vampire television show. He was also in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Was he Shao Kahn? Yes, yeah, Shao which Kahn. is why I recognize him. I'm like, who is that guy? I'm to be. Oh, it's Shao Kahn. And he was also in this little movie called Lionheart. Yep. With uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's also on Buffy. Is that everybody? What do you uh, who else I have uh, Andrew Robinson is the other detective. He was from Hellraiser. I just throw that in there because like Gonzalez, Hellraiser. yeah. Mm-hmm. Art Lafleur is a welcome back to the podcast because he was Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. Yep, I love him. Oh shit, yeah, he was. And Marco Rodriguez is another welcome back to the podcast because he was the asshole detective in The Crow. Yes, he that was, was giving uh, Ernie Hudson shit. I've never put that together. <laughs> I just, I didn't never saw it, but I hadn't seen this movie in so long. I didn't either until I was like, it looks like fucking, what's his name? I thought it was Edward James almost for a second. I was like, mm, this is weird. Wow. All right. So this movie got a 5.8 on IMDb, a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. You see, these are movies that qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the regular score there. The audience score is a 42. And it got a 4.2 on... That's a big difference. Voodoo. A 14 and a 42. That's because no, the, the critics are like, this is crap. You should watch Whale Rider. And you're like... <laughs> Whale Rider. I don't want to. March of the Penguins 2 was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you're just saying that because you want to sound smart. I'm going to go watch it. Maybe March of the Penguins 2 is amazing. Uh, after March of the Penguins 1, I didn't see it because I fell asleep. To be fair, I haven't seen Whale Rider. So it may be as action. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's about a little girl and a whale. Oh, I thought it was only a, no. Whale Rider is about a little girl and a whale. Only unlike Free Willy, this is like based on a true story. Yeah. I think. So it's not interesting. I thought a cult kidnapped the whale and we're going to sacrifice it. So she got a shotgun and ran around killing everybody. It's about a mermaid who rides whales and goes around and killing whalers. That movie that you just described, I think would be great. And I have an actress in mind. I want to star in it. Imogen Poots. You goddamn right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if anybody needs to be running around, the Poots. All right, so this movie had a budget of $25 million and a box office worldwide of 160 So mm-hmm. it, it made a little bit of cheddar. Mm-hmm. But this, back then. this was considered, um, it wasn't a big a success as they were hoping, coming off of Rambo and Rocky. It's like, all right, well. I mean, <laughs> there are reasons for you're, you're reaching really high. Yeah, those are <laughs> kind of his biggest roles. You, you should ever. probably come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what did you think going in, Elaine? I thought, have I seen this? I don't think I've seen this. Maybe I saw this. You've seen have it. I seen this? <laughs> I realized I have seen this. <laughs> That's deep. Carly? I thought, never heard of it, but I predicted it's not going to be my cup of tea. <laughs> I agree. Tony! 
I remember seeing this, but it had been a long time since I saw this. All I remembered about it was Face Man, Stallone, and the knife. I didn't even remember Bridget Nielsen was in this until she, she showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun fact about Brigitte Nielsen, she's wearing a wig the entire movie, except for one scene. Where she has makes her, sense, her Rocky Four haircut, where she looked like she was supposed to be wearing a wig. That was her actual hair. I want to talk about that scene. It makes sense, because she looked like... I, I was like, wow, who beat her up? Oh, whoa, she just looks like that. <laughs> All right, I have a couple reviews here. Widget Walls says, I'll take a ludicrous Stallone action flick from the 80s for 500, Alex. Okay. I liked it, and uh, we all of us here, well wishes to Alex Trebek. What is Cobra? True that. Um, And Robert I said, how dare anyone not give this masterpiece five stars? Mm -hmm. If you like 80s movies, if you like action, you'll love Cobra. (laughs) <laughs> Will I? We'll see. Five stars out of how many? Five. five. Oh. <laughs> out of 500. Oh, okay. I was going to say. It's funny because your bad review actually kind of sounded like a good review. <laughs> My bad review was just funny. I was like, oh, it's a Jeopardy reference. Yeah, I, but I'm gonna use you that can't thing. actually tell that he's named it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. That I mean, was, he says it's ludicrous. Yeah, that was a one out of five stars, and Robert was like, uh, it was a 10 out of 10. I'm mm. just saying that you... you... <laughs> All right. And we start. Warner Brothers with the Canon Group. That's how you know it's good. Well, there was not a Canon logo in this. We get a voiceover. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but he gives some crime statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elaine called me upstairs when she was washing herself downstairs. I didn't call him upstairs. He was happened to be coming up to go to the bathroom, and I stopped him. Mm-hmm. That's not how I remember it. But she's like, hey, you think these crime stats are true? I was like, for 1986, maybe. I don't know about now. Yeah, it's hard to. It'd be really weird if they were true right now. Like, wow. We well, said every changed. 26 minutes there's a murder. Every. I mean, on Earth? <laughs> yeah. Or in. In the United States. You know, he said States. in America. Yeah. Oh, okay. In 250 rapes a day. Yeah. And then, bang! You hear Imagine it. it has to go up because there's more people now. And you think it would go up. Though. You said there was like a robbery every six seconds? Which seemed like high. Yeah, that person's having a bad day. <laughs> and during all this, you see um, it's a 1911 with a cobra on the handle. And he picks it up and he points it. And he shoots a bullet. You see the bullet come get the screen. And before it hits you in the forehead, you get the cobra logo. He was aiming for my forehead? Yes, well, if, for you it's a forehead. If you was aiming for me, it's a five head. <laughs> all right. Then we hear the, the monotonous, monotonous. Maniacal music, even better. We use different words. Mm. <laughs> and you see that there are these guys, and there's motorcycles. And you're room in here, and now they all have hammers. Oh, damn and it, you forgot to get your. I did. Your I, axe I was going to get knife. an accident, and I was going to smack them together. Oh, Jesus. For the part of the scene. <laughs> but now these guys have big axes and hammers and claw hammers and what have you. And they're guys, everyday jokes like me and you. There's a cop there, there's a guy in a suit, there's some motorcycle guys, and they lift them in the air and they're banging them together. Clang, clang. Clang, clang. <laughs> And you see their logo, which is a skull and two axes behind it, and they all have the same tattoo. This is ludicrous. And makes you think it's really going to go somewhere. And it doesn't go anywhere. And it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, what is happening? I mean, and we get the idea that these guys are all in a gang or a cult or something. They don't really describe this. In the beginning, they could be working on the railroad, for all we know. (laughs) If they change the music. (laughs) 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 That dude in the suit, who I'm assuming is a tax accountant, 
Did where did he get an axe and that knife? And was he just like, do you leave them there in the meeting house and like in a locker, or do you have to like put those in your trunk? They're Are conspicuous. These, and they wouldn't fit in the motorcycle guy's saddlebags. And we know they all ride motorcycles because we find that out later in the movie. So like, how did the motorcycle people get them? I don't know, but it's like my lawyer always says: if you're gonna have a bag in your trunk, put a glove in there. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Put a log splitter in there with your axe. <laughs> All right, so. And we cut to when we get to see it's the holiday season because we see a supermarket. And the name of the supermarket is The King. And it's got Happy Holidays written there and everything's great. And we see a guy roll up on a motorcycle. And we know he's a bad guy because he parks in the handicap spot. Ooh, foreshadowing. And, and he, he hops Maybe. up his motorcycle and he walks into the store. He's got a pea coat on with a gold button, which means he's an officer in the Navy. Or he killed an officer in the Navy, took his coat. We'll go with that. And he's and walking. He looks like he's got fake skin on his face. A little bit. <laughs> and he's got his. He looks big, like he's wearing a mask of skin. <laughs> he's got his big aviator glasses on, and he's looking Hurtful. all he kinds of mean. He can't control the fact that he dealt with acne as a child. Hey, you leave that alone. And, <laughs> and he bumps a guy, and then he, he's walking into a woman who's got a child in the car, and he just pushes the cart out of the way. And a clerk sees this, and he's like, "Hey, pal, can I help you?" And he gets ignored completely. And the guy keeps walking. He's like, "Hey, pal." Just then, the guy puts up his coat, and he pulls out a shotgun. Cracks that round. Racks it. Racks it. it. And boom! He shoots at nothing. And he's still shooting at nothing. People are losing their minds. Like you would. You know, you go and say, oh, look, Twinkies. Boom! What the fuck was that? And people are running left and right. They're all running out of the store except for one lady who's hiding underneath the fruit counter. There's always one that freezes. Yeah. It happens. (laughs) But he's spending a fortune. Mm -hmm. And he's not hitting anybody. It doesn't make any sense. He's not aiming for people. He should have blown away that... Produce like the the shopkeeper. Yes, he should have blown away the clerk. I shot the clerk. He should have shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. You shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. You shot the clerk. No, I was supposed to say when did you shoot the clerk? When did you shoot the clerk? Yes, when did you shoot the clerk? Whoa! Wait a minute, my cousin Vinny. No, you're not getting it, are you? No. Um, but he should have shot the clerk because he's evil and he wants to murder people. And later he does murder people, so there's no reason why he shouldn't have shot the clerk. Hey, don't worry about that. All right. So now we have a helicopter, police is on scene, SWAT is there, snipers, ambulance, the whole shebang. And we hear a negotiator. Is it Kevin Spacey? No, it's Detective Monty. Oh. Samuel L. Jackson? Shush. (laughs) And the negotiator's a pretty good movie. Uh So, and the guy's saying, the only way out of this is to talk. And the captain shows up and he's like, there's no way we're going to get this under control. Call the Cobra. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Just then, we see a, a 1950 Mercury Monterey Coupe blazing through. Like, he's just hitting. He's he's driving like hell. Is this hell. Stallone's actual car? This was Stallone's actual car. Good question. And they had a prop one that they used for when they're shooting at it because he didn't want people shooting at his car. Uh, like Fair he enough. would. And that's why we, after they, later on, when they shoot at the headlights, they're not actually shot out. They're just, like, blackened. And you can tell. <laughs> and I could tell when I was six. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't pay that close attention. It was a super cool car. And back in the day, I'm like, man, I want one of those. Until you learn about cars. Like, that thing yeah. was like 5,000 yeah. pounds and got shitty gas mileage. Yeah. This, this, there's a few times in the movie where I'm like, how fast is this car moving? Like, like there's no 30? way. At some point, like, the car's doing 110. I'm like, that car can't do 110. Nah. It's funny because John 
said that this was Fast and the Furious before Fast and the Furious, and yep. that Stallone's car was so cool it had nitrous. And I was like, well, it needed nitrous to get it going. You had to get it up to 60. Because <laughs> he does the Fast and Furious thing. Yeah. He keeps shifting. For no reason. Like, well, why do you seen, keep shifting? I hadn't seen nitro in a car in so long like that. I was like, oh, if I forgot about nitro in cars, that you know, besides Fast gotta, and Furious where they got their yeah, stupid Where people just shit. have nitro in their yeah. car. But back in the day, it was just like a cool thing that they'd have in movies. Like whatever car you had, you hit the button and you'd fucking take off, and flames would shoot out the back. And uh, so wow. the Mercury pulls up, and a cool guy comes out, and he's wearing his Harley Davidson boots or biker boots, if you will. We looked him up. I told Elaine, "I want a pair of those." And then she's looking up like, "I really don't want." A pair I of said, those. "Honey, you don't want those. Those are boots." And he's like, "They look cool." And I looked it up, and I'm like, "See, they're motorcycle boots." And he's like, "No, you're right. I don't want those. Yep. <laughs> I'll never wear those." And then when I searched Cobra boots. So it came up a bunch of like places that sold re- um, uh, replica merchandise, and then there was okay. a pair of snakeskin cobra boots. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, "You might wear these, though." And he's like, "Oh." That's what Harley wore, or uh, Marlboro wore. Remember, he had mm-hmm. this, didn't he have snakeskin boots? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you're not sure, folks, go back listen to our episode of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro. Boots. When I was growing up, my dad had Thanks many pairs the- of snakeskin boots. All right. So, cool guy comes out. And he's chewing on a match, and he's got really dark aviators. It's and that's how you know he's a giant douche. And you can tell because he's got a, um, a 1911 stuffed in his pants and it's got a cobra on the handle mm-hmm. because he thinks he's Martin Riggs. I could tell <laughs> that he was the cobra because he was Stallone. Oh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> that's what you call a clue. He was the only famous person in this movie. He talks to his friend Gonzalez. He's like, what's going on? Oh, another scumbag woke up hating the world. And we get a brief from uh, Monty and the, and the captain. And Monty says, I just want you to know, I think it's a bad idea that you're here. He's like... Yeah, thanks. All right, so now Cobra's in the store. And he comes across a woman, unguarded, who's just sitting there. So he sends her out. <laughs> no, oh, he sorry. doesn't. He doesn't do that. He just tells her, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shush! And keeps on walking. Good thing the bad guy wasn't paying attention. But they'd have found him. Mm-hmm. But now, Cobra finds, he gets into the wine section. And he moves a bottle of wine. And the bad guy can see him. Because he's yelling. And he's like, ooh! And he starts shooting at him just as the bad guy starts cracking off rounds with a shotgun. Cobra gets out of the way. And what's amazing is this guy knew the Cobra was a cop because mm-hmm. he started yelling, bring in the TV cameras. I'm a hunter. You're looking at a, you know, and he's yelling and he's like, I'm going to kill everybody. I'll kill them all. And Cobra comes by and he's hiding by the world's coolest Pepsi display. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. With the chain that looks like it's pouring yeah. Pepsi. Mm-hmm. It's like a and, floating can. And a whole stack of cores. So yeah. like any good cop would do, he takes the match <laughs> out of his mouth, opens up a cores, <laughs> takes a sip, puts the match back in his mouth, and throws the rest and of the cores And it was funny because ground. I said to John, of course he drinks a beer. And it's a cores. It's not even a cores light. And John goes, it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because now if it's cores, it's always cores light. Right. It's never cores. All right. Before there was light beer, I guess. So now that he got the bad guy's attention, we hear, this is the new world. Yada, yada, yada. So now Cobra runs, and he finds the PA mic system, and he says, hey, dirtbag, you're a lousy shot. He's so gravelly here. I don't like a lousy shot. Like, Stallone can be gravelly, but this was so gravelly. He said, you wasted a kid for nothing. Now I think it's time to waste you. And he turns the mic off, and he runs away. Like... That's fucking bad, man. <laughs> Just then, Cobra must have walked outside, came around to the front, and Keith opened the side door, and he's got his gun out, and he's pointing at him. Just then, the bad guy, who doesn't really ever get a name, puts a shotgun in this girl's head, and he's holding a bomb, and he's pointing it at yeah. Cobra. He says, I got a bomb here! I'll blow this whole place up! Cobra says, go ahead. I don't shop here. 
All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It says, relax, amigo. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. And he puts his gun away and he puts his hands up. He says, I don't want to talk to you. Bring in those TV cameras. He says, I can't do that. He says, why not? He says, I don't deal with psychos. I'll put them away. I ain't no psycho, man. You're a disease. And I'm the cure. All along, he has like a pocket knife and he's pulling out and he's... Which I remembered the shit out of that line, but I swore I thought he said that at the end. I thought that was the big line of the movie. He was supposed to say it at the end. There might have uh, been a cut where he said that to the bad okay, guy there, maybe. too, because he was supposed to say that to him. I read that in the trivia. Yeah, because like, that's what I remember. There might be a cut because I thought he said it there, too. Yeah. But it, or it might be that this is a really good line. Because it is the tagline of the movie. Yeah. So, but anyway. He says, you're the disease and I'm the cure. And then the bad guy says, die! And takes the gun to him. He's pointing at him like he's going to shoot it. So he throws it into his leg. And he pulls his gun and he says... Drop it! And then shoots him. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and the guy jumps onto the meat case. And Cobra walks up, fucking stone cold, man. Grabs the bomb, looks at it, is like, cool. Looks at the girl who just had a shotgun to her neck. Says, come on. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I peed my pants. I think I'm going to say No, there's press out there and I'm wet. <laughs> Go to aisle six and get me some <laughs> toilet some paper pants. and some depends. Clean up in the meat department. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so he's outside. Press wants to know, were you the one who killed uh, the maniac? Does this have anything to the Night Stalker? And, and Monty's in the back. The Night Stalker's a completely different case. Please, people, what do you think this is, a public forum? Yes. <laughs> Actually, we do. Do you know who Monty is? The negotiator. He was Garrick the Kardashian on Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought, you know, he was Kim the Kardashian. <laughs> no, no. Kardashian. Yeah. That's yeah. a Star Trek show, Deep Space Nine, I'm with aware. Captain Sisto. I'm aware. All right. All right. So then the guy who I thought my whole life was Joey from Full House is not. I looked it up finally. I was like, <laughs> it's kind of depressing. I really thought it was Joey. Because <laughs> this was right before. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he might have had a different haircut. But anyway, he asked, did he have to die? He's like, hey, man, let me ask you a question. Did you use unnecessary deadly force? He's like, I used everything I had. <laughs> He goes, hey, should you have killed him? You know, people are under protection of, of the law. He says, bad guy or not, that guy had rights. Gonzalez says, rights? You think a, guy, a maniac who just blew a kid's heart out for nothing should have rights? And he says, people are entitled to protection by the law. Cobra doesn't like it. Cobra grabs him, brings him over to the, to the ambulance, which happens to be right there. That shit's amazing. Pulls the seat back and he shows the picture of the, the, the dead kid. Yeah. Not the picture, the whole dead And he goes, you tell that to his family, huh? Yeah. Pushes him. It's like, I got a side with Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there, there was no winners or losers in that conversation. Everybody was right and everybody was wrong. And that reporter was wrong. No criminals yeah. do have rights. Uh, now when they got a gun to some lady's head, when she, when someone has a gun to some poor woman's head, I say shoot that fucker. And I a know. Bomb in his hand. <laughs> but but they didn't know. But the reporters didn't know that. Yeah. Like they didn't. I mean, at this point, they're trying to. The cops are probably keeping the victims away. So they don't ne- yet know that this lady almost bit it. Yep. All right, so we cut to Cobra driving home. And he can't park his car because it's just not a big enough space. <clears throat> Hits the horn. And uh, Mondo flips on the board. Kiss my ass. The board? That's what I said. The, <laughs> the, the board. Borg. Remember the yeah. Cardassian? Yeah. He flips him the board, which is the whole fist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is all set to the tune of Suave by Gloria Stefan. Yeah, I like that song. Anyway, so like any good person, um, Cobra uses his push bumper and moves Mondo's car <laughs> like 20 feet so he could park. He gets hurt, out of his car, his car 
Yeah, he gets out of his car, leaves the windows open, which I think is a bad idea, mm-hmm. and then walks up. Mondo gets out of the car. He rubs. He, he has a rag in his back pocket. He rubs not where his car got pushed, like way on the side. And he says, what's your problem? I say you touched my car, man. <laughs> and he slams his hand down. Meanwhile, he's got a... Uh, like a cigarette, looks like a doobie, if you will, mm-hmm. hanging out of his mouth. And Cobra looks at him and goes, it was bad if you're healthy, no? And he goes, what is Pinche? My whole life I was told that he called him Stallion. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. I looked it up finally. What does and that he mean? calls him Scullion, which, <laughs> which is a kitchen servant. Mm-hmm. I was like, Scullion? Yeah. He yeah, him like Scullion. a scullery maid? Yeah. Huh. I was like, why would you fucking call someone that? <laughs> Because he's just a Low dirty dishwasher, I guess. But yeah, I I'd always know. heard that he called him Stallion, which is supposed to be like a rag. Oh, look at that. But no, we called him Scullion. I'm like, oh, okay. well, that's fucking stupid. But okay, then. Weird. He says, that's bad for your health. And he, what pinche? And he goes, me. And he grabs the, the fucking joint out of his mouth, throws it on the floor. He's got and gloves then on. rips his shirt. Oh. Like, takes his shirt and just, like, rips it. For no fucking reason. He tells him to clean up your act. And he walks away. And Mondo's, he says something about doing... And uh, this is where John realizes that Vin Diesel in The Last Witch Hunter is a nicer guy (laughs) than Marion Cobretti. Because, yeah, at least, you know, what did he... So Mondo says something about his mother and kicks his car. And his friends are in the car while this is going on like, yeah! Because he kicked kicked Cobra's tire. (laughs) Brave man. Okay. On he a 1950 Mercury. Himself on that heavy-ass fucking car. Yeah, if he yeah, didn't kick <laughs> Did you see he those... He might have broke a toe. <laughs> Did you see those hubcaps? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely break a toe kicking those. Yeah. All right. So we're at Cobra's house now. He's reading the paper. And what do you do when you're done with the paper? You find a random barbecue and you throw it in there. Hey, look. <laughs> they're going to try to light the barbecue later. And he wants to make sure they have the proper... I always started. just assumed it was his barbecue and that's what he does. He cooks at the barbecue. I'm like, all right. Maybe. But it just seems like a weird place to keep your... Whatever. I don't think he does a lot of cooking based on what happens when he gets into his apartment. So he walks into his house. His apartment, if you will. And keep in mind, he's still got his really dark black aviator sunglasses on he, the whole fucking time. He, yeah, yeah, he never yes. takes them off, he, really. He, he which, will. Which was driving me crazy because he'd like walk in the store he's like... I'm going to go in the store. I'm going to hunt this guy down and kill him. It's dark. I don't really need to see, though. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So he's got his glasses on. He goes in his fridge and he grabs pizza and eggs. (laughs) You're like, those go together. Like pizza and eggs. I really just thought the eggs were eggs, though. And so he opens the pizza and grabs his scissors because there's one slice left. So rather than eat a slice pizza, he cuts the tip. Just the tip. (laughs) And puts the rest of the pizza to the side. And then he opens up the eggs, and it's his gun cleaning kit. Because you know where you keep your gun cleaning kit? In, in the, the fridge. fridge. In the egg container. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Does gun oil need to be refrigerated or something? No. No. Okay, I didn't think so, but, I mean, maybe there was some specialty. Maybe there was something about cleaning a gun that I don't know about because I don't clean a gun. So now Cobra sits there, and he's going to start to clean his gun. And he takes his remote and, like, whips it at the TV to turn it on. And we hear uh, the Toys R Us commercial for Christmas. Which was cool as and shit. I remember that commercial. Me too. Like, that was a legit commercial that played in the 80s. And I was like, I used to see that commercial every year for Christmas. Yep. And it brought me back to my childhood, much like this movie. And then I thought to myself, my parents let me watch this. I thought, <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking? You were six. Ooh, when it came out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were probably eight when you watched this. I probably seven. I just need to call my mom and ask her, like, what the hell were this you was, doing? Why was, were you letting me watch this? This was definitely on a VHS copied tape. I saw it, it written on written on panel in Cobra. Cobra. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But anyway, I remember. I seeing remember the, VHS copy tapes. Yep. Like I remember, um, we had the copy that was taped off HBO or something like that. Because when he gets into the um the restaurant, that the restaurant, the supermarket, mm-hmm. he says, "You're looking at a fucking hunter." 
And then I watched it on TV once and he went, you looking at a brave hunter? And I was like, that's not the line. <laughs> that's not what he said. <laughs> like, this, this is a version I probably should have watched this version. But My dad would, uh, he, he had a VCR. He bought like one of the first ones. And then he would rent a VCR and rent a bunch of tapes and yeah. copy them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Thinking about it now, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. The only that was um, Napster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had so many weird movies on VHS that we copied off TV. But the thing I can remember is, do you remember the miniseries Jesus of Nazareth? We had every single fucking episode, and it was no, like six tapes long because it was a miniseries. Like Roots. So it was like yeah. parts one and two, parts three and four, parts four. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, so Cobra's cleaning is his gun and we hear a news reporter come on and we hear that the night slasher has just committed his 16th murder 16th murder jesus write that down do i have to it'll come up later what and this gets corbett's attention and now he takes off his sunglasses <laughs> dramatically though he doesn't just take them off he dramatically takes them off he like whips his head and he intently stares at the screen like he's gonna fucking shoot it 13 14 15 hey that's just people killing people you it's know? 16 16 we gotta do something yeah but this that. is a problem this is an effect you know this they weren't real slime ball i yeah. mean he works the zombie squad maybe he doesn't even know about the night slasher slasher yeah you were gonna say night stalker it's getting above baker dozen you know, right yeah stuff, doing something. <laughs> all right so we when got there's to- more murders than will fit in his gun cleaning kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to roll into action yes all right so we cut to the night slasher who is uh the same gang that we saw earlier. He's like the leader, but we don't know that yet. Um, the lady says, um, sees them, and she's and she's like, "Oh shit, I need to drive away." They're outside, like a diner. Or yeah, something. like um, she's just getting off work and she's trying to leave. So she runs and she tries to get in her car because this is a movie. Women can't do anything no. when there's a murderer coming. Like you can't walk or anything yeah. because or have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to start her car and she can't do it. Yeah. And all the bad guys just, like, start holding up axes and fucking hammers to the windows. Like, all right, that's fucking scary. Can we talk about the most terrifying thing in this movie? Pantyhose. Yeah. (laughs) Pantyhose on their heads? It's ridiculous and terrifying. And guaranteed me and my brother did that after we watched it. There is nothing more terrifying than a dude at night in the dark with pantyhose on his face. It makes their faces look like alien faces. Oh my god, it's so creepy. Also, that's you can identify. Also, by the way, when we're talking about axes, we're not talking about hatchets. We're talking about full-on like axes like, that these like guys just carry axe. around. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? So we see that she's killed with a knife that's called the Cobra knife because it was made for this movie. Um, Stallone told him he wants a scary-looking knife. So it's really it's a long, thick blade that curves. And the handle has, like, brass knuckles on it with spikes sticking out of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. My uncle had one of these. Um, he probably still has it. I don't know if he still has it or not. But it's really, really fucking heavy. Oh, I bet. And it's really, really impractical. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do with it? Nothing. Yeah. Murder. I don't know if he's ever killed anybody with it. No, but I think that's what you do with this knife. Chris, if you're listening, can you drop us a line at underappreciated podcast? Please don't and let us tell know us if you've murdered anyone. <laughs> we don't want to be. Or if they just use the axe yeah. and a hammer, that's fine too. I'm yeah. just saying because he too loved this movie, as you can yeah. tell. He has I'm knives. sure he's never used it because I'm sure he's never murdered anybody because the only use for this knife is to murder someone. But those little spikes, man. Those little spikes were, but they were pointy. Yeah. Yet they almost punctured Stallone's eyeball. Spoiler alert. We'll get to that. All right, so we cut to the captain, and he's with the, um, the negotiator, who's Detective Monty. And they're talking about the weapon that, that killed the woman. Like, it's the same weapon. The captain says, this brings the count to 16. By my math, that would have been 17. Because yeah. the news said 16, this would be 17. 
Mm-hmm. So either one of those nice Unless fuckers, we were flashing back to watch the 16th murder. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. That's the only way that would add up. I'm going to say this is what's other, called a continuity error. There aren't any other flashbacks, so I'm going to say. Yeah. This is just what's called a continuity error. Mm-hmm. All right. Or a so the, cat. Either that or the news was wrong again. Could be. Could be. Could be. Fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Hashtag <laughs> fake. This is this this movie started a lot of things. Yeah. Fake news was one of them. All right. So Cobra is there for whatever reason. He's playing with like autopsy tools. Yeah. <laughs> for no reasons. Like he's spinning them around. I'm like, where's the fucking doctor going? Yeah. What are you doing? Why are these just laying around? But yeah. And he says, well, maybe there's more than one killer. Monty's like, hey, this is not your speciality, okay? Which I would think murder is his speciality, though. He's on the zombie squad. Yeah, he, mur- <clears throat> he murders people. So I would think he would know about murdering people. <laughs> and the captain says, all right, sick of this. Somebody wants to be the goddamn hero in this case. And he's like, Captain, look, I don't want to be the hero. I just want to be involved. That's my slump, good. <laughs> all right, so now we get a walk and talk. And he's like, Cobra, you're on the zombie squad. Uh, they do things that no one else wants to do. And my question is, they, they don't want to bring him in because then Internal Affairs is going to get involved. Um, what are these people doing that Internal Affairs is not involved? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going to want to talk to him about him shooting that guy in the grocery store. He did say drop it. I think that was a good kill. I think it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure and I don't think clear. the women or the people that were there are in any kind of state to dispute. You know what I mean? You I feel like, court. like maybe just they just that mean it. that if Cobretti is involved, internal affairs it gets involved. Right. They should get a call like, hey, Cobra's coming. All right, we're on our way. Yeah. I feel like they just <laughs> scrutinize everything he does because. And how do we know that IA should be involved? Because here's why. Cobra says, we're going to lose. What do you mean we're going to lose? He goes, because we have to play by these bullshit rules and the killers don't. We're going to lose. I'm sorry, you mean the law? <laughs> you, these bullshit rules, do you mean the laws? Reminds me a little bit of... <laughs> that uh, pesky little constitution. Kirk and Spock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mean, that pesky little thing called the constitution keeps getting in the way of good police work. So yeah, I would well, be... They, all the 80s movies had this thing where the law kind of just got in the way of everybody. Yeah. So like McLean and Briggs yeah. and everybody. Well, even... Really wait, wait, shit wait, wait. Just Beverly Hills Cop? Well... Even the movie you did. I'm glad oh, you brought that up. I have a tidbit. Be mad. I can't remember the title of the movie. The one where he shot the truck and he was like, "Oh, it's cocaine." <laughs> oh, Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Oh, look, it's snowing. Hey, there's cocaine in there. If I'd have been wrong, we might have all exploded. But luckily, it's just cocaine. Let me taste some. If you want to hear more about that, please go listen to our episode about Tango and Cash, uh, or cash. or Tango and Cash. <laughs> so funny. You, you mentioned. Beverly Hills, um, Beverly Hills Cop. You know who was in Beverly Hills Cop? Axel Foley. Oh, no, she was in two, wasn't Bronson she? Bronson Pinchot. Brigitte Nielsen was in two. Yeah. But Beverly Hills Cop was written for Stallone. Yeah, I saw that. And he was going to star in it, and he was like, well, I have some rewrites. And he started rewriting, and then eventually he left the project, and those rewrites became Cobra. The things that he wrote for Beverly Hills Cop, he added to Cobra. He took the other book and whatever. Yeah, because he, Well, you know what's a better movie than Cobra? Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Well, they changed Beverly Hills Cop. It was an action movie. I know they changed like it for Eddie Murphy. And now it was, then it was a comedy. I'm sorry. I got to think that was probably an improvement. I got to say, I, I'm not going to give away whether this is a yay, nay, or maybe, but I definitely would rather watch Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. All right, great. So the captain and Monty walk away, and Cobra and Gonzalez walk into the indoor range, which is right next mm-hmm. to the autopsy room, which is by the captain's office. Of course. And they do a little gun therapy. It's a very small area. Yeah. Have. So we cut to a woman who's sitting in a light. She gets rear-ended. Where is this? California? L.A. 
LA, okay. Yeah. So we got to a woman who gets rear-ended by the van. And a lady comes out. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We wouldn't even see you. You think we did, like, any damage? And the lady's like, how could you have not seen me? Have you been drinking? And she goes, yes. <laughs> just then, <laughs> just then, the killers come out. And it's the Night Stalker. And he's got his big fucking knife. And he does what Night Stalker does. He kills him. Well, yeah. I thought this lady, Nancy, stop. Uh, this lady was going to be a welcome back to the podcast. I did because, too. But it turns out she was in Dante's Peak and I haven't done Dante's Peak at yeah. a volcano. I swear I thought she was in a few things because she, sorry, she just, says that, she just has that look like the lady from Goonies or something. You're just like, I know I've seen this bitch from something. She's in a lot of stuff, but. So just as the Night Stalker gang mm-hmm. is cleaning up the body, Ingrid drives by, which is Brigitte Nielsen mm-hmm. for those of us who are you know, and she looks the Night Stalker right in the face because he's like the guy in charge and doesn't do the cleaning mm-hmm. up part. And she stares at him. Sees him without pantyhose on his head. Right. For, for this murder, he didn't wear pantyhose. That was his first mistake. <laughs> and then she looks at him and gets spooked because there's a big giant man looking all scary, <laughs> breathing heavy at her. And she's like, okay, fuck this. She goes full um, Dinkleman and says, after some mobile. <laughs> all right. She's in her jeans, too. And she does ski in her jeans. Dinkleman. Dinkleman. It was the 80s. Everybody's skiing in their jeans. All right. So... We cut back to Captain and Monty, and they're arguing a bit. And Captain tells Monty, call the bastard. Uh-oh. Call the bastard. So the bastard shows up. Who's Cobra? Mm-hmm. We didn't know about his family life. Mm-hmm. So we cut to this policewoman. And you're like, hey, she looks familiar. What, what, where have I seen her before? Oh, you saw her in that... Um, in a murder. In a murder scene about a second ago. Mm-hmm. She's in the gang. Damn it, they got one on the inside. Mm-hmm. All right. And what is she, she yelled- doing? Last night at to get the license plate, mm-hmm. and so Night Stalks Slasher. Stalker. I don't want to say Stalker. Night Slasher gets the license plate, so mm-hmm. she uses her, abuses her uh, power to look up the license plate. Right, and, get and she we get the address Ingrid's of Ingrid's information. We get Ingrid's home address, and they show up to her work. Mm. And they probably followed her. <laughs> All right, so now we have a meeting in the parking lot with uh, Cobra Gonzalez, Monty, and the captain. Now, what's funny here is we find out that Gonzalez is a sergeant, Cobra's a lieutenant, Monty is a detective. Cobra's is a lieutenant? Captain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I also laughed about. <laughs> what? I just wanted to put that out. And Captain says... How did he make lieutenant? Well, what is a lieutenant driving around just murdering people at fucking... <laughs> Well, wow. you, got, you have to be at that, that level. On. To, yeah. Hands so on. He's, he's a lieutenant, and the people underneath him is just one sergeant. Yeah. Just Gonzalez. Wow. All right. So now the captain tells me, you know every sickle in this town, shake him down. And if I find him, do what you do best. Monty says, try not to waste the wrong guy. But then again, what do you care? He says, I'm a lieutenant. You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't say that, because which is John's point. No, I know. Because when you look, there's a board in the office at work, and it's got everybody, and they're in, like, rank order. Mm-hmm. It says Detective Monty on the bottom, and Cobra's in the middle, and Gonzalez is under him, and the captain's on top. And you're like, wow, Monty's, like, on the bottom. Yeah. Why is he roaming around with the captain like he's the lieutenant? Yeah. Because he's anyway. the detective that caught this case. So, anyway, the zombie squad, like, do what you do best. They just told this guy, go murder him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, then. They're not. Right. I mean, how could they even be sure it's just one guy? So Monty and the captain leave, and Gonzalez says, you know, when this is over... I'm going to celebrate by punching a hole in Monty's chest. And he says this while he's eating some junk food. Maybe some gummy bears, if you will. Mm. And Stallone, Stallone. Cobra says, you know what your problem is? What does he say, Elaine? Too much sugar. Nope. You're You're too too violent. violent. You're too violent, yeah. 
It's all the sugar. It's all that shit you're eating. <laughs> he says you should eat some healthy, like prunes. Or raisins. Prunes or raisins. Or fish. fish. Fish and rice. Fish and rice. Fish and rice is real good. Prunes, raisins, fish and rice. Ew. This is the guy whose refrigerator has pizza and, <laughs> and a gun cleaning. Gun cleaning egg carton. Yummy. <laughs> All right, now here's the here's a good part because they he had get, eggs once. <laughs> they get in two separate cars and drive in separate directions, and we get an '80s movie montage set to the tune of "Angel of the City." And it cuts Where between. Do they talk to a bunch of hookers? And yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they cuss between Ingrid modeling, Cobra shaking people down, and now he's with Gonzalez. Let me finish this, and then you can talk, Lane. Okay, I know you got something here. And all I have to say is, after this scene, Cobra needs to work on his people skills. <laughs> Go. Uh, the robots. Yeah, it was uh, the eighties. The robots. Robots, robots uh, were all the rage. What? What? What is this photo shoot <clears throat> for? Why is Darth also, Vader breathing? Why in? does she look better when she's not modeling than when she does model? <laughs> well, really? Part of it is like <laughs> I can't figure out what they're selling. Is it robots? I'm not sure. Um, also, at first, you don't see her at first when they start cutting in. You just see fucking robots, and yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What do hookers and robots have in common? Apparently, Brigitte Nielsen. But I... <laughs> and the whole time you're... Tony's like, why is Darth Vader in this movie? Uh, what does that have to do with why does she? That? Star Wars is very popular. Apparently. Right. Why does she keep changing her hair? And the one with, like, the sexy bathing suit? What does that have to do oh, with robots? Yeah. Tony was like, you gotta shave before you wear You gotta shave before you gotta shave before you wear an outfit like that. And I don't mean your legs. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I don't understand. Oh. I need to, was it in the trivia? Do I need to read through the eight pages no, of trivia to find out the about trivia. the robot? How much time you got? Read the book. It's it's shorter than this trivia section. Good <laughs> lord. Like, I didn't finish the trivia either. I didn't either. So really. much. I was, I was not like, expecting it. I was well, like, okay. I was like well, let me just look through here and see if there's anything that rings true. I do that with everyone's movie. And I was like, good lord. And like halfway through, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to know this much about Cobra. <laughs> no one needs to know this. Movie wasn't. Meanwhile, the there was is like ten. Yeah. <laughs> there's more plot in the trivia than there is there in the movie. <laughs> Usually Carly's is like, you know, did you know this movie was based on a book? The end. Cobra's like, anyway, in page 14, there's this car that once belonged. Like, oh my God, like, dude. Co- uh, Sylvester Stallone bought lunch one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. All right. <laughs> but a lot of the uh, trivia, while well, we're in the trivia section, was like they made Stallone sound like a dick. Yeah, and a lot <laughs> like, of it was just redundant shit. Like some of them, were, well, there was one thing where uh, the director was like, "Hey, if you had to spend less time with your hand on Brigitte Nielsen's ass." And, yeah. yeah, I read that's the only piece of too. trivia I read. He was complaining to the staff about how they were running behind, and the staff was like, "Well, you're fucking around, so that's why we're behind." Yeah. And during the scene at the end where the Night nice Stalker was giving his monologue, Stallone wasn't there. They had to do it with somebody else reading along because he was watching a basketball game. And uh, one thing I read of the the novel of uh, trivia was the face man wanted to know his motivations. He's like, why yeah. am I killing all these people? And they're like, we don't know. Just fucking, you just kill people. Well, he like, asked well, the like stuff. what's go. my character's motivation, which is a common thing. You know, yeah. people always say, all right, what's my motivation? Give me a little character background so I know how to play it. And Stallone told him, you're evil. Yeah, that was what, <laughs> you're evil. Thanks. Which is my biggest mis- problem with this movie is there that whole... The cult there with the leader, they could have done something. There was yeah. really there yeah. was something there, and they could have expanded upon that, yeah. and it made it really good. Yeah, if, when you make the bad guy really interesting, it makes the movie really good. Yes. Well, which police academy is it? Three where um, Bobcat Gold? No, it's not police academy. It's Dragnet with the fucking Bobcat Goldblum nice. and the and the cult. 
Well, it's, it's not Bobcat Bob Goldthwait. Goldthwait. Er, it's uh, why am I Christopher Plummer? Yeah. Well, whatever the cult. Christopher, Christopher Plummer is it him? Yeah. I'm mixing up the character from Police Academy, Bobcat Goldthwait, with, with, and um, movie Dragnet. Dude, I don't want to watch Dragnet so bad. Yeah, now. that's a better cult, by the Pagans, way. Pagans, people against goodness and normalcy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Spoiler: My next movie facts, is man. Dragnet. Better yeah. scene, better movie. <laughs> I love my, that. My movie next movie is Dragnet. Dude, there's a part in there's a part of it. We're gonna talk about it in like four weeks. Where Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks rap. <laughs> that's <laughs> for real. Like that, 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 seriously rapping, not joking around. Like they're rapping, like they're fucking Run DMC. The movie's so good. I'm glad it popped in my memory, even if I confused it with Police Academy. <laughs> All right, well, let's stop talking yes, about that sorry, because sorry. we're, we're going we'll to do that movie next. I'm just saying that's a better thought out cult. I mean, if someone wants to do it before me, I'll allow it. But that's <laughs> And made more sense problem. than the cult in this movie, right, anyway. even though this one had cooler weaponry. So now the, the montage is over. No more okay. Darth Vader breathing. No more Darth Vader breathing. The Night Stalker is on the hunt. So we have, in my notes I wrote him, I've always heard Stan, but evidently his name is Dan. So oh, we're really? going to call him Stan. It really doesn't matter. Stan Honestly, I didn't realize he had a name. <laughs> Stan and Ingrid are in the elevator, and there's a security guard, looks like maybe a policeman, we can't really tell, are there, and Stan's like, I, I can take her from here. And they're like, hey, you sure? And he's like, yeah, her cars are right over there. All right, no problem. So Stan shows that he's a pioneer in the Me Too movement, and I mean on the creepy side. Yeah. Because he says, <laughs> you know, you could be doing such bigger things. And... Yeah, you, know, this guy is... you know what we got to do? And she's like, I don't want to play these games. And he's like, what games? You know, I'd be sick to not want to sleep with you. And you look at her face, and she's like nodding like, uh-huh. Like, she's totally not into it. And he's like, okay, well, I guess how we're going to need some time to change your mind. So where do you want to go to eat? And she's like, I don't want to eat. Yeah, she's like, dude, get fucking lost. He's like, and then he doubles down and goes, look, I'm not doing this for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm doing this for you. It's like, really? Seems like you're doing it for your balls. Yeah, he's trying. He's being gross and creepy, but he's not... He doesn't at any point sexually assault her. He's not like oh, in her personal space. He does by today's standards. No, he's by not. By today's standards, this is sexual assault. No, he doesn't. It's not. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. He propositions her for sex and he says it'll help her career, which is fucked up and wrong and gross and creepy. And but illegal. he at no time rubs up on her body or touches her inappropriately or even really gets in her personal space. He's just having a calm conversation with her, asking her to have sex with him. Yes. It's gross, but no, it's not like, like it could be so much worse. This scene doesn't bother me at all, and you're, yeah. well, they, you know, like me too at all. Well, I don't think it's me too. That guy is in a lot of shit. Yeah, I that guy is hammer. in a lot of shit. Yeah, he is. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I thought he was hammer, but he was in a lot of shit. Nothing like real big, but like he's been in every TV. God, he was hammer. Yeah, I know. yeah. I'm trying. I was I like, who is this yeah, dude? <laughs> Like, I really wish... If they want to redo something, redo Hammer. I know, right? <laughs> Stop redoing Charlie's Angels every five minutes I know. and do Hammer. Shit, this dude was in Delirious. He was in everything. Mm. All right, so anyway, let's get back on point here. Um, so the security guard during all this conversation sees that Ingrid had forgot her bag. So he, he gets off the elevator. He's like, oh, there's your bag. Grabs it. And he's like, hey, I'll be a nice guy and bring it back down. <laughs> that was a bad move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's heading on his way down. And just then... Um, Stan's like, I just want to help you find happiness. And she turns around and goes, Stan! And by and happiness, he means his dick. Yes. And she's thinking, she, and you can leave me alone. <laughs> and he finds an axe 
to the chest. Yeah. Well, not right away because he's like, oh, yeah. And they miss and hit like some valves or something. Yeah. And but there's more with than one axe. guy, so like he's trying to move and they hit him in the chest with an axe, like The Shining. Or yeah, it might have been a hammer, like a sledgehammer. Yeah. Either way, not good for Stan. No. Fuck Stan. Stan's gone. Might be a little bit excessive for what he was doing. I don't think he needed to go out that way. I don't think but, any, many people deserve an axe in the chest, but still. But as casual as Stan was, Stan had been doing that before. So, um, this understandably freaks out Ingrid. So she does like any you know normal person would do, runs like fucking hell. And she runs towards the elevator, and she's pushing the button. And she does that same thing that we all do it. You push keep the button, it. and it doesn't open, so you keep pushing the button. Yeah. And I thought, where are the stairs? <laughs> are they near the elevator? <laughs> yeah. So just then, it opens, and the security guard's there. She's like, hey, I have your bag. And she's like, this guy's trying to kill me. And he's like, shit, get back. Not get in the elevator and go away. Yeah. Hey, get he back. says get back and pushes her to the side rather than in the elevator. Yeah. And, and the elevator doors close. And the security guard pulls his gun, and we're in the van now. And you see the Night Stalker, and he's got his mask on, and he says, kill her. So the guy driving does what anybody normal would do as he drives right at the guy with the gun. And the guy with the gun is, he's a smart man. Yeah. He's, he's shooting really at a moving chicken. man. So if he kills this guy, shoots him right in the head, it's still the man's still coming. <laughs> he's not moving. <laughs> All he had to do was move. Hey, look, this guy was chicken champion in four states. He thought he could get out of the way and win this game. Well, he was wrong and the van hit him. Like, and the elevator. And the elevator. He so he made it back in the elevator. <laughs> well, parts of him. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of them. All right. So, the nice Stashler gets out of the van to find Ingrid. Stashler? Yeah, her. Her. Him. Nice <laughs> Slasher gets out of the van to try to find Ingrid, but she hides. Just then, we hear sirens in the background. So, he says, shit. Well, he doesn't say. He thinks it. You can see it in his face because he's a good actor. Yeah, he doesn't stop and say shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually say shit. <laughs> and he gets in the van and he drives away. And we cut to Ingrid at the hospital. She's there with Gonzalez and Cobra and a nurse. And she's like... I don't want to sleep. And she's like, it's not going to make you sleep. It'll just calm you down. She gives her a shot. And Gonzalez says, hi, my name is Sergeant Gonzalez. And then intense-looking gentleman over there is Lieutenant Cobretti. We're a couple of really nice guys, and we're here to ask you a lot of really bad questions. Is that all right? And she's like, sure. You don't look like policemen. And Gonzalez is like, no. She must mean you, looking at Cobretti. He goes, no, no, we're with the, with the real thing. We're policemen. And doesn't he have his glasses on? Yes, he does. Yes, because uh, because he always has. His yes, but you gotta wonder why are they the ones there? Like, how did they catch this? Ca- like, well, they're on I the ice locker case. I know that they they're on the case now, but that's not the one I they, would. They do that in movies, like because they, the cops like, do you everything. Would send, you would send in Monty to interview, not Cobretti. Doesn't seem interviewing is his strong point, and we're gonna get to that in a minute. We, we don't deal with psychos. Yeah, so. Gonzalez tries to figure out why she'd involved, any threats, anything weird. No, 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 no. Well, there was this one guy, and she describes the scene oh. of the last Night Stalker's victim. And Gonzalez looks at Cobretti and gives him the nod like, oh, shit, that was a Night Stalker case. And Cobretti takes over and starts to grill her. He goes, this guy, what did he do? And then she's talking about him, and she's like, did he threaten you? No, it's just the way that he looked at me. And he goes, do you think you'd recognize him? She goes, the guy? He goes, yeah, the guy who wants to kill you. I'm like, you are a terrible fucking bedside manner. You have something. Yes, I mean, I'll wait till you get to it. <laughs> oh. He he does a police sketch, which is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. And no. I saved it. And I wanted to show everybody. I'm sorry for people that are listening to the podcast. I'll put this on our web our page on, uh, Facebook. on Facebook. It's amazing. It's I always like thought it was the old warrior. <laughs> 
apparently He-Man and the Ultimate Warrior had a kid, and he attacked her so, with an axe. All right. So I don't go listen to our episode on the Winter's Tale because it's terrible audio. But in that uh, in the Winter's Tale, oh, there's God. also a sketch. <laughs> That, that, was that awesome. is pretty much oh the shoulder and that's, that's her it's like a, that's her it's like the back of a redheaded lady the back and they, and they identify a woman correctly <laughs> with this sketch and it's the most well, they could have just said she was a redhead because she's the only redhead in but fucking London at the time apparently. so it's not even the, the worst sketch. sketch we've seen in no, a movie that this, we've done but that sketch, sketch is, is pretty terrible is amazing <laughs> alright so we cut the <laughs> you know I it's great I had to find that police sketch because it was so good friends go to the fa- go to Facebook it looks like friends go to Facebook and look at this photo it's so it's good it's amazing so they have these makeup face things where they should they make you look like the ultimate warrior no, it's like a, it's like wow, a, oh God, it's like a thing that you can follow. So it's a picture of a face and then like it has like, yeah, it's like a picture with makeup in places and it tells you like step by to where to apply, mm. like where to put Painting contour. Guy. Yeah. And where to makeup put blush. And that's what that looks like. <laughs> oh, really? Cheekbones are so deep. It looks like one of those things of where you contour. <laughs> nice. So we cut to the Night Stalker, who does not look like that picture, by the way. No. A little bit, maybe. Well, but not a lot. Maybe He-Man. <laughs> Prince of Power. Prince All right, so... <laughs> and he's sharpening his knife. Yes. And he's wearing a very dirty wife beater. <laughs> yeah, why like, is his shirt so dirty? Super dirty. I mean, he was just murdering people. Like, he was I trying mean, to murder people, so you think he he'd be covered in blood? Murdering people doesn't really pay well. No. Yeah, but it definitely puts him covered in blood, not covered in dirt. Yeah, well, anyway. So the cop lady comes in. And she says, she knows your face. She's going to wreck our new world. That's all the exposition we're going to get on that, by the way. What new world? Your face is kind of distinctive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I recognized you on Buffy with makeup on as a demon. And I was like, I know who that is. (laughs) No, he's going to dye his hair and put on glasses, though. Oh, hey, we're going to get to that. So she's like, let me kill her for you. And then he takes his knife and he says, she's mine. And cuts his own finger. What the hell? This guy's not playing with a full deck. No. <laughs> also, he's sharpening that knife. Why? It would make more sense <laughs> if he cut her finger. Tony was like, that's backwards for how you sharpen a knife. And then he looked it up and he's like, there are some knives you sharpen yeah, that some way. Because he's like, do. why are you going why this you going way instead of forward? this way? <laughs> because you're supposed to straighten the, the tongs on the blade. But but I looked it up and now actually certain blades you do cut that. So I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know what I was doing. Well, there you go. All right. Pretty amazing. The, co- the, co- the cobra. cobra knife is so special. You sharpen <laughs> it the sharpen other way. way. <laughs> All right. So we're back at the hospital and we have the sketch artist that Tony was just talking about. And, and Ingrid, <laughs> they ask Ingrid, is this him? And she's like, that kind of looks like him. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a male. It does kind and of look like him. And with hair and a face. <laughs> he did have two eyes. Yeah. And a nose. <laughs> and strong cheekbones. All right. So. Cobra's like, bring all, the, bring all the guys in here that have two eyes and a nose. So then the sketch artist says, hey, do you want me to go run some fingerprints? And Cobra says, no, I'll do it. He's and like, I've, I've seen your work with sketch artistry. I'll run the fingerprints. <laughs> no, John's like, what fingerprints? And my question is, what fucking fingerprints did they get? And then he says, I'm going to run it against my files. How many files do you have at home? I, is this common? Apparently yeah. all of the files. Did they get the van? No, they drove away. The one they drove into the elevator? Yeah, they, they drove away in that. Like, he got in the van and you hear it drive yeah, away. what else did he touch? He didn't touch anything. Did they accidentally drop an axe? 
I don't know. <laughs> but they didn't cover that, so they're going to yeah, run fingerprints. And, oh, no, Cobra's going to do that at home. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so then the next douchebag move that Cobra does, he's like, hey, uh, I got some food here, Gonzalez. You hungry? And he goes, what do you got? And he goes, I got, looks like some, looks like cheese. And he's like, no, no, there's cake over there. Give me the cake. And then he goes, wait a minute. Hey, are you done with this? And she's no, like. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He says, you done with this? And she says, yeah. And then puts her head down and like shakes her head like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I then Cobra gives her his cake, gives him her cake. And he, you can hear He does say you should cake. have the cheese. Because <laughs> he's polite. And mm-hmm. cheese isn't much healthier. <laughs> well, I mean. Cholesterol. All right, anyway. So then we cut back to the Night Stalker, who's putting on a disguise. That's the slick back hair and glasses. He dyed that hair temporarily <laughs> black. Mm. Like, wow, a totally different person now. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, your face is very distinct. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't put on glasses here. He waits till he gets to the hospital and kills the janitor and yeah. steals his glasses to add a little something extra. So now we get a walk and talk from Cobra and Gonzalez. And he says he's going to run the sketch against his files at home. And Gonzalez says, hey, wow, that was a good looking lady right there. And Cobra's like, oh, I didn't notice. I was working. And like, and um, Gonzalez is like, yeah, yeah, me neither. I didn't notice either. And then, and then Cobra's walking upstairs. He goes, you fucking liar. And Cobra says, hey, watch your mouth. They're in public. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a conversation dudes would have. That's, again, that's him in the Buffy makeup. And you still you know that's him in full yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put that on Facebook too. Full demon. <laughs> looks just like him. That, it's that, that picture, closer to what his face looks like than that sketch. <laughs> Very true. Post them both. You should do one of those like photo things where it's the real guy, the sketch, and the demon makeup. <laughs> Somebody so, figure out. He'll need me to do that for him. Now, Cobra's Col- <laughs> yeah. back at his house now, and he comes up, and Mondo's in his car. And this time he honks, and Mondo pulls up. And Mondo gets out of the car, and he says, Hi, and this and is when I Cobra says you're a good citizen and walks away. <laughs> and this is, and then I said I have seen this movie because I remember this. And this is Elaine called me in again from another room and was like, I've seen this. And this is when, I know. And John goes, I don't want to get sucked in and sat down on the bed and watched the rest of the movie. <laughs> I was making breakfast while she said this, right? right? So then I got my breakfast and came upstairs and watched Cobra again for the second time in two days. And we're gonna watch it when you guys leave. So hurry okay. the fuck up. All right. Oh. <laughs> after, you're done, after you're done watching the mummy, naturally, okay, great. And Thor Ragnarok, and yeah. another Star yeah. Trek, movie. and, and Star, Trek. Star Trek into darkness. Let's not get crazy. It's nice. It's late. All right. So the night stalker's at the hospital, and Cobra has a lot of police stuff at his house. Like he's got a fucking whiteboard, and like looks like mug shots. It's like, yeah, Why do you have this at home? Yeah. Why don't you have a like? He's got a computer. This is the age where it's not like you're emoting into the system from home. Yeah. No, he's got all this shit hard copy at his house. On the computer, there are fingerprint files. You can see it searching behind him. What's it called again? What? Aphis? Aphis. That's what I always fucking... Yeah, he's he's, he's in the National Fingerprint Database. Yeah. And his Um, home computer. That's all kinds of illegal. It's his tiny... How is he affording a home computer in 86? He's a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant. He's going a little bit right. He is a lieutenant. He's saving all the money on food. Like he's (laughs) he's rationing his pizza, where a slice gets cut in half, gets (laughs) a third. Well, no. It's like this is dinner. No, no. Nineteen eighty six. He bought a seven thousand dollar Commodore one eighty two. That pizza will last him all week because he only eats it one cut at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Because and most of the time he eats prunes, raisins, and fish and rice. (laughs) He blew it all on the computer and the car. That car must be yeah. 
Yeah. Why does he eat more food? Because after the computer, all he can afford is prunes, raisins, fish, and rice. And a snippet of pizza. That's his, <laughs> that's his, uh, so his in the street. hospital now, the Night Stalker kills a janitor and takes his, sungla- his, his sunglasses, his glasses, and his badge. And he's, and then we cut to him, and he's in an elevator. A nurse comes up, and she's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. You guys are supposed to use the service ele- elevator. Next time, use the stairs. I'm like, why can't you use the service elevator? But whatever. Yeah, so she's kind of you know kind of snooty about it and he decides I'm gonna kill her he <laughs> starts pulling out his knife but just then the door opens and she goes remember the health code and you're like oh yeah she should have been bitchy <laughs> next time take because evidently there's some kind of health code because these are dirty men I don't know well because he has um, a bucket of mop water yeah. Yeah. and there's and germs in hospitals and they probably make them take the cleaning supplies up and down special elevators so it's not too yeah, stuck there with as soon as she said remember the health code you're yeah. like Okay. I buy that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but she almost got got. All right. So then we cut to a nurse and a police officer who are talking about, hey, why is the janitor janitoring right now? They she said it's late. For, isn't it late for mopping up? No, I would think that that's. I think they would mop up seven constantly in a hospital. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it's nine p.m. No more mopping. Yeah, I would, I would think you mop up. Like, dude, uh, this, this 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 person threw up all over the floor. I'm sorry, we don't mop after, after nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get in the morning. I work at a retail establishment, and it's cleaned in the morning and in the evening. And this is a so hospital that's got to be super clean. Should be cleaned constantly. Yeah, yeah there should be. All right. I just cleaned the third floor. What do you want to do? Clean the third floor again. Yeah. <laughs> Based on scrubs, you have a janitor there at all times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It might be the same do. guy all the time. <laughs> yeah. But he's right. there. So the officer says, hey, I'm going to talk to him. And the nurse is like, now nah, do it. This was her mistake. Um, just then, we cut to Gonzalez. And he calls Cobra from his office and says, hey, I'm here. And there's a giant picture on the wall. What's it a picture of? Ronald Reagan, because this is the 80s. Oh, oh I was and waiting to see if Carly and Tony would answer, but I didn't they didn't remember. Well, Carly gave me the no, and Tony oh. didn't remember it. And this is the 80s when everybody loved Ronald Reagan. And there were giant pictures of Ronald Reagan everywhere. Yeah. Some still do. <laughs> Some still do. And this is the guy that gave us trickle-down economics and voodoo. I mean, um, and Star, Star Wars program. Star Wars program, yeah. Hell of a guy. Brought down Berlin Wall. Kind of. Ish. Um, he did bankrupt uh, Russia. And... Well, how, it wasn't how, just him. That was kind of a collective was. effort. I know. They were bankrupting themselves. Yeah. But because of the Star Wars program, it, you know. So then Cobra's like, why are you there? And he's like, I got a call. And Gonzalez's like, I got a call. It said, meet you here. And he's like, get back to the hospital. So then Gonzalez, in a police station, decides to start running out instead of calling on the radio. Is there officers near the hospital? Go to the hospital. This always has to be this, this special this, this people. Thing, so the they got to run. So now Cobra gets, goes to get in his car. But no, no. Nay, nay doesn't get there. Uh, Cobra's the door and is attacked by the Night Stalker's red shirts. See what I do? Star Trek. Well, Korean. I mean, there's a lot of... Guess what? We only want our squad <laughs> in Which, this movie involved in this, this case. This is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lady cop knows who Cobra is and knows that all he does is kill people. So why did they send Night they Stalker have goons him. <laughs> yeah. to kill him? They should have just ignored him and concentrated on killing Brigitte Nielsen. Or take your cobra knife and cut his tires. Or he's the only one. recruit this man. He's good at killing. True. Uh, anyway, so... They can't cut his tires. It's guarded by the Mondo, spa- by Mondo and his crew because <laughs> all they do is hang out in their car. I was going to say because the, the tires are so thick on that car. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to sound well, dumb and song. If he's going to survive that chase later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyways, there's three of these goons, and he murders the shit out of them. Zombie squad bitch. Yeah. And just leaves them there, gets in his car, and drives away. I mean, somebody will clean it up. The janitor comes in at eight. <laughs> <laughs> So the nurse is doing her rounds, and she finds a dead body and a mop head, and she gets killed. <laughs> Ingrid that's, a two, is, that's a twofer right yeah. there. <laughs> Ingrid is found is sleeping, and they show her, and this is the Night Stalker, and he has a chance to kill her. And Cobra is speeding to the hospital. He might have uh, banked a few traffic laws, but he didn't break any. He probably used his mattress and had to re-put in a new take the next day. <laughs> well, you know, he, he saved money on pizza, so don't worry about it. Um, so the Night Stalker is in Ingrid's room. And he moves the curtain and sa- stabs the bed and says, pretty hair. Which is funny because that's not really her hair. <laughs> She's like, you can have it. Take it off. <laughs> it's yak. <laughs> <laughs> but he stabs the bed. And as soon as, as he's stabbing the bed, she comes out of the bathroom. And she does like any normal person would do. Goes, ah! And runs back in the bathroom. <laughs> And she's trying to lock the door. And he's coming and he's reaching for the door. And she locks it. Now, keep in mind, this door opens into the room mm-hmm. and he's pushing his shoulder into the door yeah so he's just closing the door <laughs> all he's doing is closing the door and she's trying to leave but now because this is a jack and jill but into the other room there's a bunch of medical equipment that's blocking the door so she can't get out so she jumps into the shower and is understandably like shit and then the nice talker stops and she's like whoa and elaine's yelling at the tv don't open the door don't open the door don't open the door just then Bam! The knife comes through the door and he starts stabbing. And she starts yelling, Why are you doing this to me? And he's still stabbing. And I'm like, You're not answering me. I asked you why you're doing this to me. And she just keeps yelling that. And it's just like then she's shining-esque like, esque. Wait a minute. I need to move. So she goes back to that same door that was blocking medical supplies. And she's putting her shoulder into it. She's like, You can do it. Put your back into it. Gets through. <laughs> just as she's opening the door, the night stalker just sticks his hand through the hole and is stabbing at nothing. <laughs> Which I appreciate that. It's like, it was a lot like ah! it was a lot like scream. You know, this guy really wants this kill. He's working for it. You know? But he's just blindly waving the knife but he around. God, he could unlock the door. Yeah. Well, no, he does what they does. always do in movies. But they always there's like this is a door. I know this door. I locked somebody locked it. I stick my hand in and I reach up at the top. Like no, there's no lock at the top, asshole. Just unlock the fucking door. So they always do that. As she leaves, he pulls the knife out and puts his hand in, unlocks the door. Yeah. All right, now I did that off memory and lost my place in my head. <laughs> she manages to Fuck open the other door and get all the medical. Look, find the, your notes. Not she manages to open the door and get through the medical she equipment and out of the hallway. Yeah. And so then, she gets into the hallway and she starts freaking out. So she, what does she do? She runs down the hall. She's screaming, "Help!" Yeah, help, she's like, "Help! Help!" And no one answers. And then she Empty does the hospital. And then she does the girl thing and just falls down. Yeah. This is when you know she's a bitch because bitches be tripping over nothing all the time. <laughs> oh man. Are we in a similar hospital to the one in the movie with Dennis Robbins? No! <laughs> you know where it's just babies and yeah. nobody else? No, no, no because she's yelling down the hallway. She runs down she's the hallway. She's yelling help! And yeah. nobody answers. She hits the fire alarm, then every door in the hallway opens and yeah. it's full of people! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, she was running down a dark hallway. She hits those things, the lights no come on. and there! And then all of a sudden, everybody's there! <laughs> And the Night Stalker, she could, he could see the Night Stalker, and she's looking at him, but he sees that this is, a, you know, not a good time to kill her, and runs away. Now, he goes out and makes a left, 
And just then, Cobra comes from that same direction and runs at her. So he ran right past the fucking Night Stalker. Ships in the night. <laughs> he didn't recognize him from that sketch. Yeah. Though. <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> he, he should have been able to catch him from the sketch. Come on. He had his hair. He's a different person. <laughs> he had on glasses. Yeah, sure. Although I think he had lost the glasses at that point. Yeah. I can't remember. All right. He might so, have pantyhose on his head. So we're at a meeting with the chief. If he had pantyhose on his head, he definitely would have recognized him. <laughs> definitely. So we're at a meeting with the chief. Cobra is there, and he says, hey, there's someone on the inside. And the chief's like, hey, that's a mighty big acquisition. You got something to back it up? And he goes, not yet. Acquisition? Acquisition. Accusation. <laughs> but he does have something to back it up because officers were pulled off and told to go back to headquarters. Mm-hmm. But nobody ordered that. So who was that? Somebody on the inside. You know what? Cobra hasn't been douching about five minutes. So let's do some more douchey Cobra stuff. <laughs> And he says, and we also hear you withdrawing a sketch of the of the cure, of the killer. I'm like, everybody really wants this fucking sketch. They're withholding and, it. They're holding it from Monty. And he says, we didn't say the magic word. I'm like, what's the magic word? Please. Which makes me wonder, did they not know he had found a witness? Because they're acting. They do know. No, she's they in the, She's in the next room. Okay. So they're prior to this meeting. Prior to this meeting, <laughs> they act like. They didn't know he had found a witness, had gotten a sketch, and was holding her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that he did something wrong by, what, like, leaving, by not telling them that... It makes it sound like they didn't know she existed until this meeting. It seems like there's something missing. But you would think that they would know? Or how would he have known if they didn't know? Well, like, it doesn't make any sense. There's a missing 40 minutes of this movie that probably filled that plot hole, but they cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's also, like, Cobra doesn't look like he does very good uh, files. No. <laughs> paperwork. It's probably he just had to like be crayon. okay. Remember the, other, dude. remember the other guys? Yeah. He's The Rock and Sam Jackson. Exactly. He made it to lieutenant. He has to do something good. <sighs> I don't know. He might have made a lieutenant the way Kirk made it to captain. Maybe. <laughs> Feel the got killed. <laughs> All right. So then Cobra's trying to leave, and the chief says, Hey, you know, Cobretti, you know you have an attitude problem? And he says, Yeah, but just a little one. I used to think that was a really cool line when I was six. Yeah. I don't think it's cool anymore. Well, why don't you just walk up to him and say that? Like, everybody just keeps giving him shit all the time. It's like, normally in these movies, you, you see him, like, you know, beating up cops or fucking up stuff really bad. He's kind of just killing bad guys, and everyone keeps giving him shit for it. And it's like, well, he's a zombie squad member, and he that's what yeah. he does. Like, you know what? You're a real asshole. Based on what? So we haven't he, seen him do. So he does a lot of weird work at home that he probably should be doing at the office. Maybe he doesn't want to be around you because you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Cobra and Ingrid are at the hospital, and he's eating an apple from whatever. And the, he says, hey, we got someone new on our team here. And it's the cop lady who's on the bad team. Mm-hmm. And Cobra says, hey, you need some help with that? And she says, no. And he's like, hey, you want to bite? And I say, don't bite the apple, Eve. All right, so we cut to Monty and Cobra, and they're arguing in front of a witness, which is always a good idea, mm-hmm. about who pulled the officers off the case last night. And Monty says, this is your show. You figure it out, which is code for you the lieutenant. Isn't that your job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're on the move. Maybe that's what you should say to that lady at work. This is your show. You figure it out. <laughs> and Team Night Stalker's on the move as well. And as they're driving, Gonzalez is taken out, and Cobra notices, hey, wait a minute. Where's, where's Gonzalez? Just then, the nice stalker p- drives by with a double-barrel shotgun. And he takes two shots. And what does he hit? Each one of Cobra's headlights. <laughs> of course, that's that amazing. Can, because that's what he's aiming for. Like, what the fuck? Aim for the people. Why? Well, he knows Cobra also- wears his glasses, so he really, <laughs> really reduces his headlights. Mm-hmm. It's also um, daylight. So you, know what, you know what really impairs a car in the middle of the day? 
no headlights. <laughs> <laughs> and that car did not have daytime running lights. Because, you well, know, it's, it's like 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, because it, like, shoot the bullets at any part of You would think it would have buckshot in it, so it hit yeah. the, the headlight, but there was everything bounced off. It might just bounce off and hit them. But it's 11 a.m. or something, because this happened last, in the middle of the night, then they were at the police um, precinct for a while, so this is like 11 a.m. No headlights for you. <laughs> All right, so a car chase ensues, and I'm not going to get into everything, but at one point, Cobra decides he's going to chase the Night Stalker with a witness in his car. Hmm. Not only that, is he's going to spin around and drive backwards on the freeway while shooting a machine gun. <laughs> we call this a ride along. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, he flips paperwork. <laughs> he flips back around and he's chasing the Night Stalker. And the Night Stalker's <laughs> fucking lackey says. This guy's crazy. <laughs> How crazy are you when the murder cult guy's like, whoa, this yeah. guy's on another level. I mean, we're all, we're all wear pantyhose on our head. Chant, and I carry axes around, chop people up. This guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> How crazy is he? Well, Santa showed up just to check it out. Pops out of a, a, a toll booth and Cobra tried to run him down. It's a good thing Santa moved or Christmas would have been ruined in 86. Yeah. Which is good because I got a He-Man that year, I believe. Ooh, I got a sketch of that. <laughs> is this the e-man you received <laughs> all right so and the chase is on and so sly here does have nitrous we talked about that before yeah. it was cool and he's fast and furious driving before mm -hmm. it was cool because he keeps changing gears and yeah. keeps finding another gear definitely a high performance vehicle that tank <laughs> with no headlights at one point, he comes off the second floor of a parking garage. Right. And just lands just on like, the street and keeps on driving. I just, <laughs> like, I just like watching it when it when it's hit those humps and it jumps. Every time it jumps, I kind of hold my hold my breath. Like when you see in Terminator 2 when Arnold jumps that heavy-ass fucking hog down. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and then it hits and, you, and it cuts away real quick. You're like, yeah, that fucking car got ruined. Yeah, the eight-ton car ate shit when it ate when it hit the ground. I don't think the handling on this was probably that good. No, no, no power steering. In this. No, <laughs> no. But anyway, so it ends when. How do you think Stallone got all those muscles? Yeah, <laughs> anti-lock brakes. No. Well, Italian Stallone's got a lot of health. Jack. More like anti-stop brakes. <laughs> so anyway, this all ends when Stallone loses control of his car and hits a wooden boat. That wasn't in the water. Burst the, flames. The, the boat was like on a dry dock. And, and John Cusack goes, damn. John Cusack. <laughs> yeah, because he builds boats. From Muscle Dogs. <laughs> boat builder, nice time. Well played. I'm like, why was John Cusack in this? He was better he off. Because he builds handmade custom wooden boats. But in 86, he was better off dead. He was, playing, he was oh. worrying about that girl and her testicles. He had that guy $2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they get out of the car, and Ingrid's only mildly hurt, and that's true because she had this five-point fucking harness on the whole time. And we're back to a meeting with the chief. And now the chief has a reason to yell at him. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and no one wants to buy his his theory of an army of killers. Other than the fact that he's like, all these cars just attacked yeah, us. And she saw this. <laughs> like, go ask Gonzalez, who was taken out by a different car. Yeah, that uh, but anyway, Cobra leaves with her and they're, and they're leaving the city. Music break as they drive north and he's got a new car. It's a pickup truck. Less flashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ingrid wants to know if their plan is to drive around until the guy tries to kill him again. And he's like, oh, they won't kill you. And she's like, how do you know? Faith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some bonding time. And Ingrid wants to know why all people in the world are crazy. Why can't the police just put them away and keep them away? And he says, tell it to the judge. He's like, hmm. uh, we wrong. put them away and the judge keeps letting them out. And she's, and she's like, well, that's just stupid. And he's like, like I said, tell it to the judge. Not wrong. Mm -hmm. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And he was way ahead of his time. 
All right, so we're at the rest stop, and Gonzalez and Ingrid are chatting because he says it's a good day for garbage because he's got a bunch of junk food. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, you want a soda? And she's like, yeah. It's like a fellow garbage belly and gives her a, a soda. And he gets a soda and says, you want to have some fun? She says, yeah. He says, walk up the cobra. And you call him. And she whispers in his ear. And he says, and he says, he likes that. So just then Ingrid walks up the cobra, who was browsing at a local store here. He says, you learn anything? He says, since you were in the bathroom? No, because I did. Oh, yeah, what's that? Marion Cobretti. And he goes, that Gonzalez has got a big mouth. Ingrid tells him, it's not so bad. Cobra says, yeah, it was tough growing up with you, no? I was one of something tougher. Like what? Alice. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason, Cobra. Why, the reason why he's marrying is because Marion Morrison is the real name of one John, John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah. So. And John was a big name in the 80s. You had John McClane. Yeah. Well, they, I think they say something like that. Like, most action stars in the 80s were named John. It's a great name. I just got to say, it's a great fucking mm-hmm. name. Johnny anyway, Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Hey, if you listen to our episode on Johnny Dangerously. That movie's crazy. And for some reason, know what it's a good time for? Act ceremony. And we go back to the act ceremony with a clanking them together. Cling, cling. <laughs> Cling, cling. I, it's always a good time. They're working on that railroad. Could you get you? Yeah, right? <laughs> All the so they're working on the railroad again. <laughs> You're ruining this movie, Carly. <laughs> and the good guys are driving. Those scenes may have ruined this movie. <laughs> All right, so now we get to the crossroads. Literally, it's a place called the crossroads. It's a restaurant kind of hotel thing. What you going to do? Mm. Where, where At the high? crossroads, crossroads. Sorry. Uh, no, it's a C, what is crossroads. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. And I miss my Uncle Charles, John. <laughs> anyway, so. It's been a while since John sang anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it was that or Sweeney Todd was coming back. <laughs> there was a murderer and his axe. Yeah. I like more. Can we get more Bone Thugs and Harmony, please? <laughs> Maybe later. We'll do a little Bone and Biggie for you. All right, so now we're. um. They're out there, and Ingrid has got a snack. She's got some ketchup with some fries on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, Cobra's making a joke. Hey, your lunch is here. It's a big hamburger. Drowning and then he goes, hey, you have a life preserver? No, why? Because your fries are drowning. Yeah. And they flirt a little bit. And Cobra notices that um, cop lady's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he has a small talk. She says, hey. Um, she gives him some hippity-dippity clues. Like, you ever get involved? And he's like, with a woman? <laughs> it's like yeah, with a woman. He's like like a real woman. Yeah, a real woman. A robot. Like, well, no, I only do do. <laughs> like, you know, most women can't live with can deal with the life that I have. And she goes, well, what if you find one? I'm like, oh, just say you want to fuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are we beating around the bush here for? <laughs> and then he says, well, that have to be a little crazy. And then she pours more ketchup on her fries, and you look at Stallone's face, and I don't know if he's acting or what, because he's like, what in the shit? This is ridiculous. I know, he's thinking, he's like, I married this woman? Anyway, so we cut the cobra. Uh, no, wait a minute, we'll pass that, because I'm not using my notes. Later that night, um, Cobra's doing a perimeter check, and he sees cop ladies on a payphone outside, and he says, hey, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, you know, I was just checking with the family back home. Well, why didn't you use the phone in your room? Oh, it's out of service, order. Yeah. Like, he's like, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to Cobra's room, and he busts out grenades. Literally fucking I like, shrapnel <laughs> grenades. He's got a whole bunch of them. What? And he busts out his... he's like, why does what? he have so many grenades? <laughs> the zombie squad is well-equipped, because he also busts out a laser-sided machine gun in 86. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these are not so expensive now, I'm guessing. For Which I thought advice, he but had on... Holy shit, this must have been expensive. Which I thought he had... What does he have, a Colt? His, his, his 1911. 
I thought that's that he had on that because I thought that's what the poster was was him with that. No, it's the machine. It's gun. the machine gun. Yeah. I was like, okay. The gun that he uses a modified nineteen eleven for nine millimeter rounds. Okay. I hate to bring up um, words. Harley Davidson and the Marble Man. I don't. But perhaps there's the, time. Go ahead. But perhaps the Zombie Squad is equipped. By the same guys that equipped... Converted 454s? No, the drug dealers. <laughs> oh. In, are oh. In they have some ridiculous weapons, and I think maybe they are supplying... The trust. Mm-hmm. I think they're supplying them to Cobretti and the zombie squad. Well, the zombie squad is, is well-equipped, unlike the that, that shitty monster squad that only got business cards. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, they made their own shit. They were only six. <laughs> hey, I'm in the club, aren't I? Damn. In the goddamn club, aren't I? <laughs> Which is what Gonzalez says at the end when he runs out the Night Stalker. <laughs> All right, so we see Ingrid is awake. And meanwhile, he's playing with fucking slides. and goes, what, you can't sleep? And she's like, oh, it's hard to sleep. And then he's putting his... Uh, you know, his magazine in his mm-hmm. in his 1911. Yeah, he wants and to put the says, magazine in the 1911. Whoa. <laughs> and, she say, and he says, I can still hear you. What? Your eyes are open. She says, can you come over here? And this is the worst sex scene for two people that are married ever. <laughs> like, I'm not getting any chemistry off of these two. It is all. really weird. It's probably because there was no sexual dynamo because they had probably... No mm, sexual dynamo? They probably boned that earlier that day. All right. You mean clap. sexual dynamic? That's clap what I meant. if you love dynamo. <laughs> I was talking about Running Man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the next morning we head out and, you know, um, we, they can't find the cop lady. Well, where's she at? Gonzalez checks the room. She's gone. And just then we see the Night Stalker crew coming around and the night, and the cop lady is pointing. They're right there. And the guy driving the truck goes, I can see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now they all know that you're the traitor. And Maybe yeah. they were suspicious And before, Gonzalez says, I never liked that bitch. And Cobra says, me neither. All right, get inside. So Ingrid and him get in their room and they send Gonzalez to another room. Why? Fucking sure. Don't know. So they can get a crossfire. Yeah. There's crossfire. no crossfire. I had that game. <laughs> I had that game. I think I got it in '86 at Christmas. <laughs> also, this is a Christmas movie that came out in May. But anyway, crossfire is when you have some kind That's of a cross. Effects. They're both, they're they're in adjacent rooms. There's no crossfire. They're all going the same way. <laughs> I think I don't think that this. I think that the only reason there's Christmas stuff in this movie is because they were filming. During December. <laughs> I think it just happened to be in the background. Yes. Like, hey, how much it costs to get all these Christmas trees out of here? No, just leave it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, fuck it. It's yes. Christmas in this movie. Yep. Uh, if it had been Easter, there'd be bunnies and shit everywhere. <laughs> all right, so gunfight time. Ingrid Which tries is why to... it came out in May, because it was only in post-production for a couple of months. Uh, Ingrid tries to make a phone call, but the line's down. And they duck down, and... People, they're spending a fortune. They're getting, they're pinned down, and he's covering her in some really, really tight jeans that you can't help but not notice that this was America's ass in the eighties. <laughs> Italy, Italy's ass, at least. <laughs> he was born in New York, uh, so this is America's ass. He's but Italian. Stuff. It was also Italy's ass. This you, was this was the world's ass in the eighties. I don't know. I didn't really you notice his ass at all. I noticed hers. <laughs> well, she had a very tight jeans on too. I know, but I didn't notice his at all at any point. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Hey, more gunfight. And Cobra is just a plug-in, folks. Like, he's not missing. No. He is so Marlboro Man. He's got some Rambo uh, skills going The on. rest of them are all Harley Davidson. <laughs> Except for... The all hit- he does is kill people for a living. And there is the there one was, guy with the sniper was the, There was like 50-something deaths in this movie, and yeah. 41 of them I were thought from I Cobra. Wrote it, I thought I wrote that down. I was so pissed. And it's like, wow, he killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. fucking people in this movie for just a cop, like, um, know, not, not being a Rambo and we, movie or something. And we cut to Gonzalez 
who took one in the leg and he's outside of his room. And Ingrid gets in the, the, the truck and starts it while Cobra goes to find Tony. And he goes and he yells, Tony! All right, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> and jumps in the bed of the truck and they drive away. Meanwhile, Tony's outside of his, his little room, shot in the leg. He's like, where the fuck you going? <laughs> so now Tony, and poor Tony. <laughs> I wouldn't leave you like that. Thanks. Man. I would yell, Tony, are you sure? Last call, Tony. At least two officer down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so car chase number two. This time, Cobra is standing in the bed of a truck as Ingrid drives, and he's just shooting people on motorcycles. They all have motorcycles now. Standing in a truck, BT dubs. (laughs) Not kneeling, not sitting, standing, surfing. Styles would be proud of his fucking truck surfing. He's the king of the urban surfing. If she takes just the wrong turn a little bit, his ass is rolling down the fucking road. But he's still making all those shots. Well, he's got a laser sight. But anyway, he's not even like holding it up. He's got it at his waist. Yeah. And it's a laser sight in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not missing. One guy gets in the bed of the truck, and he doesn't last long. He gets thrown out. Which is ridiculous. How did you sneak up on him in a truck? <laughs> Moving he just truck. pulls up on him with the motorcycle, jumps in the back. I'm like, what? Anyway. Doesn't he throw one over the front of the truck, and she runs him over? Yes. 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 And so there's a, a roadblock, and he says, go through it! And then ducks down. <laughs> yeah, they have a bunch of cars they set on fire. But they left just the enough room to where they could almost make it yeah. So they bust through. Just this sends Ingrid spinning. <laughs> and now Sly gets thrown the fuck off the back. <laughs> but he pops right back yeah, up. He's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and a doctor. <laughs> I hope he didn't kill all those doctors. So anyway, Ingrid gets out and he sends her. He's like, wow, look at all this orange field. Go find where they make the Terminators and get in there. <laughs> So she runs away, and so he kills a couple guys, and then there's a sniper, and he's got him in the, in the sights. Just like earlier, he same sniper had him in his sights yeah. and jumped in the bed of the truck. I forgot to mention that. But now the sniper's got him in his sights, and he shoots and hits him right in the orange, meaning he didn't hit Cobra. Right. This sniper's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's definitely no, uh, what's, your, what's your boy's sniper's name? Uh, Cougar? The Cougar. Cougar. The Cougar. Cougar. Definitely not the Cougar. Dennis Hopper was not impressed. No. He might be a worse <laughs> He shot. was impressed with Cobra yeah. in the back of that truck. They were like, nice. <laughs> I think Cobra might have made the list. Like, not for sheer impressive. Shoot not from impress- the hip with the machine gun. It's not one impressive shot. It was the consistent impressive shot yeah. every time. This guy, the sniper guy, his character's name is Cho. And he wrote uh, the 2019 Escape Plan, The Extractors, which is the sequel to that stupid Escape Plan movie with Stallone. And (laughs) this one has Stallone, Dave Bautista, and 50 Cent in it. Yeah, we don't need to know that. To be fair, (laughs) Cobra does have that scene where he's training with the paper targets, and he shoots it like he's dead shot. It's like, hole, 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 hole. I thought it was going to start turning red. (laughs) (laughs) Like, holy shit, dude. All right, so Cobra's scurrying around, and he's being chased because uh, he, too, goes to the industrial park. Industrial, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it, and so he feels like they're, they're falling. So he takes a grenade, and he puts it on the side, and then walks away and waits for them to get there and shoots the grenade with his laser sight and kills a bunch of guys. Which I actually did research on because I couldn't stand it. I was like, can you shoot a grenade that blow off? And it, apparently Mythbusters did a whole episode on it, and it does work, <laughs> depending on how you hit it and what the type of the bullet is. Nice. All right, so then another guy is walking through, like, a big forge. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this <laughs> is. Why he'd walk through a forge, yeah. I don't know, but Stallone's like, oh, cool, just turns the heat up yeah. and burns this guy. Turns it down, was on about his day. 
And then you see his gun. <laughs> the laser sight on is some one of the bad guys goes to get it, but this is a misdirection. Comes in from behind him and stabs him with a knife that he had. It. Sure. It was the crocodile Dundee knife. Yeah. Because he wasn't using it. And he kills that Same guy, takes his gun. Same knife killed the dude at the grocery store. No, he left that in that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, evidence. He, so has, now, he has just a cabinet full of because no food is house. Yeah. He, has a he doesn't spend money on food, so he's got guys. all this extra, extra <laughs> cheddar. They're right in the cabinet next to where he keeps all his grenades. <laughs> <laughs> There's room. Yeah. Um, so now the sniper guy is on the ground level looking for him while he's on the top level looking at the sniper guy. The sniper guy sees him, like, shoots at him, and he hits a barrel of gasoline that's mm-hmm. just hanging out where they make the Terminator. Why? Why is there a barrel and, of gasoline and of course in the factory? It, and it lands on him perfectly. Yeah. And Cobra finally uses one of those matches that he has, and he says, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> and strikes it on his gun, and then throws it at him. And the guy's like, ah. And he goes, poof. And he just falls over. Yeah. Uh, so now Cop Lady is on, the, is on the hunt for Ingrid. And he's about to get her. And he says, no! And he shoots Cop Lady. But you see, he only wings her. He gets her in the, mm-hmm. like, in the shoulder here. And then she's going, Ingrid's going up the, the ladder. And the Night Stalker's there. And grabs her by the, the throat. So she grabs him by the face. Because she's <laughs> like, I'm fucking tired of you always being around. And grabs him by the fucking mush. Well, it's the largest target. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is a rather large. Like, she had to use two hands, and there was yeah. still face left. <laughs> so now Cobra takes the machine gun and yells, No! He cracks off around, and he lets go. <laughs> so then finally, the nice worker's like, All right, fine. He stands in the middle, of, in the middle there, and he's holding his double barrel shotgun and his Cobra knife, and he goes, Come on, pig! Let's play, pig! I want your eyes, pig! Yeah. I want them! Ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, we are the hunters. We kill the weak so the strong survive. What? You cannot stop this new world. Yeah. Yeah. So what? No society will ever stop cult. people like us. So this character was it's not very well breeding them. All of this exposition would have been great if we had any backstory. Yeah. I feel like this expo- exposition makes things worse. <laughs> if he never explained anything... He should have just been insulting Stallone, like, you know, more pig shit. But, like, just this little bit, this little hint hint of what their motivation is without actually telling us anything (laughs) makes me more intrigued and more infuriated that there was no information. I think in the extra 40 minutes that they cut, probably would have explained some of this. God, I hope so. This big, long thing about how there's this cult in there. I bet it doesn't because his motivation is you're evil. And, And, like, this new world order... And he says, we are the future. And Sloan pops out and goes, wrong. Your history. Oh. Hmm. And he says, you won't do it because he's got the laser sight. And he's pointing it right at the knife. Murders against the law, isn't it? I I want the knife. We're going to do that movie later. He says, I have rights. You have to take me in. They'll say I'm insane, won't they? Pig. The courts are civilized. And Cobra says, but I'm not. It's like, like, like an, uh, it's like an audio play. <laughs> Wait, this is the best I part. I feel like I should be doing sound effects with the forge and stuff. He goes, this is the way the law stops. And I start. Suckle. <laughs> he literally says sucker. Like, what? I don't remember him saying I sucker. Re- that's right. I forgot about that. 
Sucker. He's like, suckle. And he didn't say sucker. He said, suckle. Suckle. <laughs> <laughs> was he hanging out with Mr. T? Yeah. Like, like, was he on set that day? Yeah, and like, I'm going to get this in and it's going to be funny. So Mr. T's on set and says, I bet you a dollar you won't say sucker. <laughs> and he's like, bet. <laughs> Somewhere he's got some of Mr. T's chains at his house. Yeah. That was the bet. Or one of the feathers from his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So the cop lady comes out of nowhere on uh, Cobra's back, and the Night Stalker shoots her in the back. <laughs> we like to think he was aiming for Cobra, but missed. But yeah. I don't think so, because he's like, let's fight. He saw <laughs> that she was winged earlier, and that she's obviously weak, so now he must hunt she her, is. so she right? dies. She can't be part of the new future. Also, she's quite compromised. They're going to find her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's no use anymore. Yeah. So Cobra grabs a chain, and we have a fight. It's your standard fight scene with your obligatory good guy almost gets, you know, spikes from yeah. the knife in the face, but he digs down because this guy's got one arm and Cobra's using two and he's yeah. able to... There's a lot of like... It's <laughs> back and forth with the grunts and the pushes. He's forcing a big BM. Yeah. All right, so... Cobra punches his way to justice. <laughs> and during this whole fight, there are these giant hooks that just keep on flying. Yeah. For no reason. And, and he's a punching, and he's like, Merka! <laughs> and, and he grabs him and lifts him up and puts him on a hook. Yes. And he says, now you're on the hook for all those murders. Oh, Lord. No? Nothing? I oh, have no. to say, you this not the hook. is a rather horrific death. Because like, then he, <laughs> he puts him on the hook and then pushes him into the forge. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's supposed to be on these hooks. Terminators. Apparently. What? It's supposed to be on these I hooks. I was like, I swear, I just did Sweeney Todd <laughs> in a movie where kids burn their grandfather's body. And this is one of the most horrific deaths. Yeah. Hey, the kids burning the grandfather's body was kind of sweet. Go back and listen to our episode uh, well. about what we did on our holiday. So, <sighs> Cobra walks Fucking and hilarious. finds Ingrid. And luckily, the... You know, they had killed all the minions before the boss. There are no other people around. Well, you and they're have not to e- kill all the minions, minions before the boss comes out. <laughs> And they're not even checking because he's got his gun, like, just hanging. And he's not really, when he's got the nonchalant thing going. And they hug. Just then, LAPD shows up with some local guys. Gonzalez is in an ambulance. And he's like, ah, don't feel bad. You did your best. You don't have to feel guilty. And he's no, like, I left you for dead. I should feel a little guilty. He's like, I don't. <laughs> he goes, hey. Uh, Gonzalez says, I'm going to miss the dance finals. He's got a good sense of humor because he got shot in the leg, you know. And Cobra says, hey, you need anything? Gonzalez says, yeah, I would kill for some. And he goes, what? Gummy bears. <gasps> it's too late. Gummy bears. <laughs> All right. Just then Captain and Monty show up. Captain says, hey, if you ever want to off the zombie squad or something better, you know, that'd be great. Meanwhile, it seems like Stone didn't know what to do with his hands at this point because he's just kind of like playing with them. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's like, like playing with his gloves. Like yeah. maybe his hands are sweaty and he wants to take them off, but he knows it won't look as cool because, <laughs> you know, gloves are rad. And he <laughs> says, I'd like to have my car replaced. And the captain's like, yeah, that's not, the that's not in the budget. He goes, I'll take care of your toy. He's got the machine gun now. And he walks away. And Cobra turns around and Monty goes, hey, Cobretti. And he puts his head like, motherfucker. He goes, hey, no hard feelings. Personally, I handle things differently, but that's not your style. So he goes, tried to find a less violent way to, well, to solve know. this problem. So he shakes his hand and then fucking punches Monty right in the face. Boom. Bam. And Monty can't breathe. That's how hard he hit him. And he goes, <laughs> no hard feelings, huh, pal? And pushes him. And the captain says, you want to lift? 
<laughs> now, hey, Lieutenant, you just punched a detective in front of me. And he's like, you want to lift? And he's like, no, I got my own ride. And by ride, he has a motorcycle. And where did he get this motorcycle, Elaine? He stole it. He stole it from one of the guys he just fucking killed. Why would you want to leave the zombie squad? It seems like a pretty pretty decent deal. Like you just it's like a license to kill. He killed all these people and there's whatever. And um, so they get on the on the bike and Ingrid says, I'm ready, Marion. And Cobra says, catchy name, isn't it? And they take off and we roll credits to the voice of John Cafferty and the voice of America's Sons. Turn the radio. Okay. Um, what did you think, Carly? Oh, okay. My favorite character was Gonzalez. My least favorite character was the Traitor's Lady Cop. My favorite scene was the opening grocery store scene. Oh, wrong way. I fucked my notes up this week. My favorite line is, I got a bomb here. I'll kill her. I'll blow this whole place up. Go ahead. I don't shop here. And my favorite tertiary object was Stallone's flying, nearly invincible car that weighs 5,000 pounds. Jesus. <laughs> More like 8,000 pounds. <laughs> and I, this, I was correct in my prediction. This is not my cup of tea, and I'm going to name this movie. <laughs> not even a May Bay if you're into that kind of thing? Uh, I think if you're into that kind of thing, there's betters. There's betters. Beverly right. Hills Cop, for instance. <laughs> Elaine. Tango and Cash. So, my favorite character is Gonzalez, although special mention to Captain Sears because Art LaFleur is great. Um, my least favorite character is Nancy Stock. That's her name. Oh, Nancy Stock. <laughs> for, like, I guess maybe she's Mrs. Stock? No. Mrs. Stalker, yes. Mrs. Stalker. But she's Nancy Stock is her name, which is funny. Um, my favorite scene is the car chase where, where Cobretti ends up hitting the boat. Um, my favorite line, Carly stole, so I'll go with my backup. Cobretti, do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the pizza scissors. <laughs> because what the fuck is that? And where do you keep the pizza scissors? And this movie is... Crazy and surprisingly enjoyable, so I'm going to yay it. Wow, I didn't think you. <laughs> Tony. All right. First of all, <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Wow. Again, our least favorite character John is went, not. No, <laughs> I'm very disappointed. John went through this whole movie, and he didn't mention the callback to Deadpool with the matchstick in her mouth. Oh man. Yeah. Come on. Now. Sorry. All right. I was uh, I was in an 80s haze. <laughs> 80s haze? 80s haze. Favorite character. By Cabbage Cat Kids and G.I. Joe's. Favorite character is Marion Cabretti. Why not? <laughs> Why? Because I miss, I miss these ridiculous action stars. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, you don't have them anymore. You know, they're just like these horrible cops that run around killing everybody. And everybody's like, yay, Cabretti! Yeah, I miss that. Uh, least favorite character is the person that did the soundtrack. I hate the soundtrack of this movie. No, the rhythm is not going to get you. Not going to get me. Especially not with Darth Vader over the over the music. Yeah. <laughs> his favorite scene is when Cabretti punches um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Monty. Monty. Monty out at the end. My favorite line is the "I would kill for some what gummy bears." My favorite tertiary object is, and you probably won't remember this, but there's the scene 
when he rips what's I think it was I want to say it was the scene where he rips what's his name shirt off but it may have been a later I forget exactly but anyway somebody has the sail from a sailboat like a small one in their hand and they're being pulled by the wind on roller skates in the background <laughs> and I'm like what is that <laughs> sorry alright and and uh, I remember that you yay, you neighed my mummy <laughs> I just wanted to point out that you you neighed the mummy the movie where Tom Cruise took over the script and hated it and all that and this is the Stallone's the mummy <laughs> I don't recall it, Stallone, <laughs> this mummy got six Razzie awards and the uh I mean, this one got six Razzie Awards. Uh, the Mummy got seven. Tom Cruise actually won. The <laughs> worst actor. This is this movie's fourteen percent, but the Mummy's sixteen. So nana nana boo boo. <laughs> I will maybe this movie. It's, all right, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, it's it's a little old, but we're going to keep doing these '80s movies. They're gonna there's going to be stuff in it that's just like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I didn't hate watching it. It was I all right. Think if stuff about the cult or less stuff about the cult i'm with elaine what the fuck was up with this cult <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that's all i have we're on team night stalker <laughs> all right Slasher. well my favorite character is cobra which i know is like i'm I kept, surprised i kept calling him an asshole but he's an endearing asshole there's something that's about him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no there's something about his character he's got charisma because like the last movie mm-hmm. we did last week um, Captain Kirk was an asshole. He has plenty of charisma and, and I just charm. Didn't like and him. good looks. Yes, but I didn't like him. But, but I you don't have do everybody like walking around going, "Kirk, you're an asshole. You're an asshole, Kirk." Like they do with right. Mario. You're like, like, what did he do to you? You just walked like, up off the screen and said you're an asshole. Like he's got a reason to, you know. I just, I don't know. I just I liked him. My least favorite character is also evil cop lady, Nancy. Mm. Nancy. Nancy Stalk. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the Toys R Us commercial. Mm-hmm. Because it's so good, it's fucking magic. Get you right in the feels. All the, gives you all the feels. My favorite line is, "Know what your problem is? You're too violent." Mm-hmm. I saw that shit you're swallowing. Mm-hmm. It was me? No, you should you should try something something healthy, some some raisins, some mm-hmm. prunes. This is prunes first. Because <laughs> I'm like, fish. what? Fish prunes, and rice. raisin, and fish. <laughs> and it's a tie with my other favorite line. He says, that was a really good-looking woman there. He goes, I didn't notice I was working. And he goes, you're a fucking liar. And he goes, hey, watch your mouth. They're in public. <laughs> so I took two. Um, my favorite scene is the entire opening scene with the supermarket because he was really funny in the beginning. He said things like, go ahead, I don't shop here. Or you want to talk? I'm a sucker for good conversation. And then never did that kind of stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't shop like, here. That was, I like why that. did you? That, that was character a, that was, was probably awesome. original script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see Stallone come up with zingers like that. Um, that's everything. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yay. Nay. Maybe. And of course I'll yay this movie. I've loved it my whole life. And um, I don't know why my parents let me watch this. I mean, we say that Stallone's not the great writer, but he won an Academy Award for writing. So. <laughs> yeah, he did this little film called Rocky that I mean, everybody just loved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know. how much people love Rocky? They're still making them. He's up there you know with what? Got- Paul Hogan with writing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now that, uh, I mean. Carly? Star Trek still got the same score in Run Tomatoes and Rocky. <laughs> it also won an Oscar. <laughs> okay. 
It also won an Oscar. I, I heard you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Please look for that wonderful sketch on our Facebook page at <laughs> facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can find us also on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast, on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs, and you can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And please tune in next week on the podcast for, for Tony's, Tony's pick. pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not Carly's turn. Oh my Why God. Are you talking? <laughs> and I'm did, not ready. Don't call on me. <laughs> did Tony pick out Tony a movie? Tony forgot to pick a movie. I thought you were doing Jack Ross too. Is it yeah. Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack Cross too. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's Tony's Christmas present to us. I know. Cross too. We're finally oh, watching. Is it more Christmas than this movie? Because every, you know, every it's other Hawaii, movie. It's in Hawaii, so not really. No. No. I think it's free on Voodoo right now, so. It's free where? On Voodoo. Excellent. I feel like I should rewatch Jack Frost one. Okay. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> well, it ain't fucking Frosty. I think, I think they do a recap in the beginning, so. Okay. Just so you don't not lost. I mean, I do remember how Shane and Elizabeth died. Well, I don't never forget how. She, or that kid that gets his head run over by a sled. Ugh. Good stuff. Good stuff.